Jansen Harris here with Coach Vidi the Vortex. Another episode of Combat Sports Podcast. We're going to be doing this weekly. There was a couple huge fights, but first, let's talk about our sponsors really quickly. Let's talk about the Real Dig Boxing Gym. Go visit them today and get your classes in. Also, visit the Power Combat Arts Gym and Eastside Boxing Club in Snellville, Georgia. Coach Vito Vortex, what's up? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. It was an exciting week of boxing. We watched the fight together, the Lomachenko fight. So Vasily Lomachenko improves the 15 into 11 KOs. He won in Las Vegas inside the Theater Virgin Hotel, defeated Nakatani. He's now 19 to 13 KOs. What were your thoughts on the fight watching Lomachenko return to the ring after losing to Teofimo Lopez in October? I was impressed with Lomachenko's angles going in and out. Um, it was like this guy had had no answers for Lomachenko. Lomachenko would um, get so close, but the guy couldn't even throw a punch, a good punch, a solid, a solid punch. I saw that Lomachenko. It just looked like he was aggressive. It looks like he was just. We talked about his angles. The angles were good. I agree with that. He just dominated. It, it didn't look close at all. And I just love how he rebounded after losing the WBO, IBF, WBA titles. He didn't quit. He outlanded Nakatani 104 to 29 in punches, including 89 to 26 edge in power punching. It, he knocked him down early in the fifth round, knocked him off his feet. His jab was working. He was landing 24% of his jabs compared to 3%, uh, 3% actually thrown by Nakatani. Excuse me, Lomachenko, he landed 59% of his power punches, 59% compared to Nakatani's 19%. Why do you think he was so accurate in his punching? I think Nakatani couldn't get the rhythm. I think it was the rhythm, the angles, the in and out. He just really couldn't, he, even his jab, his jab was a little too weak. He just throwing it out there. And then when he would bring the jab back, it seemed like Lomachenko just fouled the jab back and he gets so close where he would just slam him. Do you still view, after viewing this fight, and we watched the Teofimo Lopez fight together, do you still look at Lomachenko as a top-tier boxer? People were saying he was the pound-for-pound pound king. I know you never thought he was the pound-for-pound pound king. I never thought he was the best fighter, but I thought he was definitely a top-five fighter in the world. Do you still view him in that light, and maybe Teofimo Lopez was just that great? Uh, you know what? After watching this fight, I think I might have been, I might change my mind a little bit about Lomo. Because um, this one, the angles, it was in and out. And that fight with Lopez, I just remember Lopez kept catching him with uppercuts. But I think if he was fighting like this against Lopez and, and took some of those early, early rounds and put the pressure on him, I think it might have been a different fight if he would have put the pressure on him early in that fight and just um, got ready for the second half when you know he put the pressure in early, wait for Lopez to come back, you know, uh, do his best on the defense and come back and win the fight in later rounds. That's what he should have done the first fight. Absolutely. When I look at the Teofimo Lopez fight against Vasily Lomachenko, too, this is a pay-per-view fight. And remember, Lopez, he talked about 
he talked about how he wanted more money, and so him and Top Rank they they came to an agreement. So he's going to be getting paid more money. There's going to be pay per views. It's definitely a pay per view fight. And Bob Arum said afterwards that these two guys are going to be really rich. He doesn't know who's going to win, but they're going to be really rich. Also, he said following the fight that there is no doubt, quote unquote, that Lomachenko proved he's one of the very best fighters in the world. He is healthy and ready to fight any of the lightweights. Now, going back to the previewing the Lopez fight against Lomachenko too, which should happen according to Lopez's dad between December and early New Year, January or February. They, he wants to fight in Madison Square Garden where Lopez is 6-0 and with six KOs. And he he has a mandatory fight against Cabosis, the IBF champion, I mean, for the IBF belt, and a lot of people think he's going to win. But previewing that fight, do you think the shoulder did play a factor, or would you look at it as like it was an excuse? You know what? When I first heard about the, sh- the shoulder, I was thinking uh, that's kind of a lame excuse. But watching this fight and how he was um, aggressive in the in the early rounds of this fight and he had kept coming angles. I don't I still don't remember him doing all that against Lopez. So maybe he maybe he um, did have a problem with the shoulder and maybe he didn't take he didn't think Lopez was gonna be a tough fighter. Maybe it was gonna be an easy fight. Maybe that's what really happened, that he thought it was gonna be an easy fight. He really wasn't um, feeling that great with his shoulder and maybe that's what happened. That's why in the later rounds he started pouring it on, but it was a little too late. And I think he couldn't get in the rhythm also. Absolutely. When I look at Teofimo Lopez, 23 years old, after he he beat Richard Comey, won a belt, I think people thought that he was too young for that Lomachenko fight. That's why I have Teofimo Lopez as my best young guy, because it doesn't matter what the competition was. He stepped up. He fought Lomachenko when people thought he was the best fighter. So I have him as a top guy. I, I find it to be interesting that his dad was at the fight. It's kind of like they set it up for her to be like, oh, I think he deserves the next fight. That's the fight we want, which is a good strategy because now it looks like, okay, he's not ducking him. After his mandatory fight, which he's fighting an undefeated fighter, which anything can happen in this sport, that he's willing to fight Lomachenko again for big money. And I think probably behind the scenes, Bob Arum was like, hey, this would be a good idea when they, they signed that contract. So when you look at a young guy like Teofimo Lopez, does that mentality impress you that he's willing to fight the best and he's not ducking this second fight well I'm good well I think he he thinks that he since he won the first fight he easily won the second fight I think this the second fight is going to be completely different I think uh Loma's going to be ready for him I think Loma's gonna put the pressure on him and then we'll see if he's the be- one of the best young fighters or not when he's when he's pressured from the beginning of the from, from the first round to the 12th round we'll see if he can handle the pressure Absolutely. Right now, I think he is the best young fighter. Teofimo Lopez at 23 years old, and I think he has a slight edge against Lomachenko, but it's like a 60-40 fight to me. But it's a fight that I want to see on pay-per-view more than some of these other fights. I think that that's a fight that I would love to see again. I thought that early on, like you said, Teofimo Lopez, he was cutting off his angles. He was dominating him. He looked like the bigger fighter. But then as the fight went on, it looked like Loma was was kind of catching on and able to land his shots, but he wasn't in the rhythm early. So I would definitely love to see part two. And if Loma wins, 
then he's back in the mix of his being the best fighter. We might see a part three. So that's one thing I will say the sport of boxing is getting right. And this is if he wins his fight. Hopefully they canceled it. So maybe September, if he can win his mandatory title defense, I think that this is a fight that boxing needs. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. Let's move on to another young fighter, 26-year-old Gervonta Davis. He's now a three-time world champion. He, in the State Farm Arena, knocked out Mario Barrios in front of 16,570 people in the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. 11th round TKO. He's now the WBA regular super lightweight champion of the world and that confuses me right there because I thought Josh Taylor holds all the belts but we know how this belt thing goes we always joke about this it's neither here or there Javante Davis great knockout what, what were your thoughts on the fight well I thought in the early rounds that uh Davis was losing the fight um and he I thought he was taking a lot of uh punches to the head um I thought he was getting no credit for from the announcers you know, they they every time the other guy would do something, um, they would always give. They keep talking about what Davis will do. You know, instead of giving his opponent credit, they kept saying, "Oh, Davis is doing this and Davis is doing it." So in the beginning, Davis was taking some shots to the head. Luckily, the the guy wasn't. If he was sitting on his punches, there might have been a different story. But it seems like he was hitting him, but not um, slamming him. Absolutely. When I look at Gervonta Davis, and I, I spoke about this before, he's the type of fighter that, regardless of this undefeated thing that everybody talks about, he's the type of guy that he could lose a fight here or there but still be on pay-per-view. I think he's one of those fighters that people are excited to see, and his power is on display. I thought Barrios, he's another guy I want to see. I want, I want to see the, the lengthy 26-year-old. That's only his first professional loss. He was a world, world champion. Let's see how he rebounds. I don't think he has a lot of power. He's talking about going to 147. I don't know if that's a good idea for him, going to 147 with some of the better guys at 147. But at 140, we'd definitely love to see him fight Boer. I think he's a re- really – I think he's a B-level fighter. I think he's a B-level fighter. But back to Tank Davis – Seeing him get that knockout and then hearing Floyd Mayweather Jr. talk about he's they're not going to go out of the way to make other guys or other companies rich. Does that tell you that Gervonta Davis isn't going to fight the top guys in the next year or so? Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of lame what, what, what Mayweather said. And, you know, we want to see good boxing. You know, Davis has a lot of power and it'd be good to see him fight the top fighters. You know, you know, it, it seems like he starts out kind of slow, in the, and these guys are in the fight with him, might be winning in, in the beginning. He starts landing his big punches, and next thing you know, the fight's over. But if he does that against some of these young fighters, maybe these young fighters have the power to um, have him back up in the early rounds and then, you know, keep him off balance and, and make him work for his uh, in the later rounds. But, but him saying that he's, they're not going to fight these guys, you know, not make them money. It makes no sense. Now, you look at Javante Davis. Got that power. I just keep bringing up the power. 26 years old. Look, do you want, he has championships in at 130, 135, 140. People, they're going to question because two of those championships at lightweight and, and junior welterweight were technically secondary championships with the WBA. But that, that's, that's a boxing problem, not a Javante Davis problem. I agree with the article I'm looking at right now. But 
his name links to Ryan Garcia. Do, do you see him fighting Ryan Garcia in the next two or three years, or do you think it's fake when you see these guys go back and forth? Well, I, I don't think Ryan Garcia is one of the top fighters. These guys do nothing. They do nothing. They don't, they don't fight each other. All of a sudden, they have all these wins. They're undefeated. Now they're a top fighter. You know, they really haven't done anything. Oh, let's see how these two, these top fighters fight each other. But are they really top fighters? Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I think he's going to, and I know he's been called out. Progoss, he, he called him out, and he basically said, F Mayweather and these guys, he'll F him up, he'll knock him out. That's really interesting. That's if he stays at 140. They brought up Josh Taylor, who's the real undisputed champion at 140. But Leonard Ellaby, the CEO, he talked about, well, he can't sell out arenas here in the United States, which is true. And why not just come out and say, hey, we'll fight the best of the best. But he talked about United Kingdom, but there was no commitment to that. Do you think it's likely he'll move back down? Seeing how big some of these guys are at 140, do you think he just jumped up just to get that title and maybe he singled out Barrios knowing, okay, this would be an easier fight to make? And do you think he moves back down to 130, 135? Or do you think he stays at 140? I think what the, he, what he should do is fight Taylor. You know, it's not going to be a, a big crowd in the United States. Well, it'll be a big crowd, you know, it'll be a, uh, in, in Great Britain. You know, it'll be a big crowd over there. Then, then go over there and fight him. You know, why saying something like that? It seems like, what are you guys scared of him? Yeah, you don't want to fight this guy. Why are you scared? Yeah, make some valid points. Again, we are sponsored by the Power Combat Arts. Go go follow them on Instagram and book your appointment today. Real Dig Boxing Gym in Winder, Georgia. Visit, get yourself a workout. You'll have fun. Great. Community Boxing Gym in Winder, Georgia, and Eastside Boxing Club. If you're in the Snellville area, visit them today, and also you can get a great workout there. Now, Coach, before we end the show, me and you discussed yesterday, we were talking about Fury Wilder. How big is this fight for Wilder? Wilder didn't speak in the press conference. He's basically talking about killing Fury when they get in the ring. It's kind of funny, all this pregame stuff, pre-fight hype. What what are your thoughts on all that and Wilder's mentality as we we itch closer and closer to the fight in July? I think Wilder needs this win. You know, if he says he he wants to kill him in the ring and that gets him all motivated, well, I tell you one thing. He can say all that he wants, but he better start off strong in that fight. You know, work the body, um put a lot of pressure on him in the beginning rounds, you know, and have enough left in case he goes the distance. Okay. Deontay Wilder, he's been lifting weights. Do you think that's going to help him? He's been putting on weight. He says he's he's stronger. You could say he's a semi-truck. I'm going to run over you, over you like a train, baby. He says all that. And do you think that's going to help him lifting weights? Do you see that helping fighters? I Normally, I, I don't see that. Helping people, but I think with him, he does have to be stronger, bringing the fight to him, and uh, hopefully, uh, he has a lot of power. Hopefully, lifting these weights will do something with those skinny legs. Even though he has all this power, maybe building those legs up will give him more power. Absolutely, we don't. I don't know how much he squats, but you know, he says bench press 
is 310. Deontay Wilder is 35 years old. If he loses to Tyson Fury, do you think that's it for him? You think he retires at the age of 35? Do you think that'd be his last fight if he gets knocked out by Fury? Yes, I think it's over for him because you can't be um, this knockout artist and get knocked out twice by somebody that shouldn't knock you out. You know, the, the fight Fury had before he fought Wilder, um, I'm not sure what the guy's name was, but that guy put something on him. You know, cut him. He, he did a better job than Wilder. But if that guy fought Wilder, Wilder probably knocked him out in the first round. Okay. Is this fight good for boxing? I think it's great for boxing that the top heavyweights are fighting each other. This is a fight I wanted to see. I want to see the winner fight Anthony Joshua, and that's if Anthony Joshua is successful against Usyk, who he's been a heavyweight since 2019. He's undefeated. We'll see how good he really is because he thinks he's going to come to heavyweight and dominate, and I know your thoughts on that. You don't think he'll do that. Is this the fight everybody wants to see? When you're training, guys, is this the fight people are talking about? Uh, yes, yeah. A lot of, a lot of at the at the gym, a lot of guys are going for uh, Fury. They said he did it the first. The, the some people think that Wilder, you know, lost the first fight. You know, uh, he, he, you know, he lost the second fight. Some people think that Wilder is, you know, over two. You know, and so they, some people are saying that Wilder doesn't really have a chance on the, the third fight. I think Wilder needs to come out there, throw a lot of body shots. Don't be going for the head. And, and try to corner him and work the body. Then after working the body, then go for the head later. Okay. Coach Vinny DeVortex, uh, thank you for coming on the show and doing the show with me and giving. Look, without you on the show, we don't have the the experience and, and, and a guy knowledgeable about footwork, knowing how to how these guys throw punches, breaking that down. So, Again, appreciate you doing the podcast with me today. Again, guys, visit Powell Combat Arts, the Real Dig Boxing Gym in Winder, Georgia, and Eastside Boxing Club. Download the Combat Sports Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jansen Harris, and I'm with Coach Vinny DeVortex.